0: Hi and welcome to the Tickled Ink Pod, a podcast about books and fandom. My name is Nabia and I co-host this podcast with my bestie, Diana. For this season, we're diving into the Grishaverse, starting with Shadow and Bone by Leigh Bardugo. So please grab your book, your drink and come sit with us as we delve into the shadow fold.
1: So in the last episode, we left off with the Darkling swooping her up with one strong arm. One strong arm. And then, and then dropped her like a sack of potatoes. And I was like, Ivan, take her to the Grisha palace, the little palace. And thus we go into chapter four. In this chapter, Alina learns more about Grisha world. A bunch of concepts are introduced like amplifiers, material key core cloth, and her own myth in the Grisha world about the sun summoner and her role as the savior or what they believe to be the saviour. We are also introduced to these burly, yellow-bearded witch hunters from Fjorda who are intent on killing her. We see the Darkling's cut, which inadequately describes power and violence behind such an innocuous sounding name. Then Bardugo gives us whiplash by humanizing him And then have him slide his bare palm up the nape of her neck. I
0: tell you, when I read that bit, I died.
1: Right? (laughs) It was like, take me now. (laughs) What are you like? Why? Where is this coming from? But yes,
0: (laughs) he's like, whiplash is the exact word for it. I,
1: I know. We're still
0: reeling from the violent murder crime
1: <laughs> uh, I know yeah it's like okay so let's go Into chapter one by part. one I guess right yeah what was what was your favorite part in this chapter okay besides the obvious besides besides the
0: obvious which is where it climaxes <laughs>
1: yeah exactly <laughs> Besides the climactic end of that
0: chapter. Okay, so all the scenes before the Darkling came, they're very important. What I liked about this was we're being introduced to other Grisha, Ivan and what's the other guy's name? Fedio, who are like the Darkling's special chosen Grisha who make Mm -hmm. up part of his special guard for Peralke.
1: Ivan is so smug though. (laughs) It was was so hilarious. Like (laughs) Alina's reaction to him and she was like what are amplifiers and he was like only the strong can get amplifiers and she was like i'm so i was sorry i'd asked
0: <laughs> he's so he's such a gatekeeper
1: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like he was a bit more reserved and you see that continuing from the previous section where the muggles are like reserved against the Grisha. And now we see the Grisha also sort of having the distrust against regular people. And again, building on that whole distrust of the idea of the savior of the sun Samana. So he's just sitting there like eyeing her with a whole lot of reservation. And are you really what you say you are? I think he doesn't want to let himself really get to know her. You can see that he's holding himself back. But then the other guy, Fedior, is described, you know, he's fair, he's a heart render, he's got a long, melancholy face. But he's the he's the one who's a bit more open to getting to know Alina, and he's nicer. And he's like, he's basically telling her, like, you know, his bark is louder than his bite, <laughs> like, don't mind yeah. Ivan. So they're both described as handsome. Alina describes Ivan as a big, handsome bully.
1: Yeah,
0: And he knows it too, right? He knows he's handsome. So yeah. we see this where all the Grisha are described as being extremely good-looking. And I guess this comes into play later. We'll, we'll find out what makes them so beautiful, right? That's what makes you beautiful. beautiful. But my favorite parts, I guess to me, there's this huge foreshadowing about the amplifiers. Like you said, mm-hmm. it gets introduced here.
1: It's like my amplifier, Ivan said with pride, the claws from the forepore of a Sherborne bear. Like, only the Darkling's most favoured Grisha have them.
0: Which tells you it's super rare, it's special, and it's... Only some
1: people are permitted to have them. Which
0: makes me wonder. I I missed that part, actually, that you said, like, only the Darkling's favoured Grisha have them. So does that mean the Darkling has, like, a collection... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of amplifiers that he's giving out to people
1: <laughs> well i don't know like he killed it himself though that ivan's amplifier right that's what they um, say
0: right so he says yeah. you have to kill it yourself and then and then it becomes yours
1: and fed says the darkling is a living amplifier
0: mm. because
1: at first alina said i don't know what happened he touched me and then light just exploded out of me and that's they were laughing at her because she doesn't know that The Darkling is a living amplifier. He didn't do anything. He just brought up her innate powers.
0: I feel like we've read enough YA novels to know when they talk about something special, something rare, you know it's like, okay, foreshadowing. It's like Chekhov's gun, right? You don't don't show it in Act 1 unless you're going to shoot it later. This is exactly that point and we'll see it coming up so the darkling himself is an amplifier you can get sort of special animals and it makes me wonder like how does a thing become an amplifier are you just born with it is it like a special thing Um,
1: uh, maybe we'll find out later because I have forgotten I don't know if it's explained in the book but yeah I'm interested to find out and the fact that the darkling is an amplifier wouldn't people want to get in
0: Yeah, they talk about that in the next chapter, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) He's like, nope.
1: Can I have your old teeth? Like the tooth fairy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then that's the first part where they're just in the carriage and they're talking about Grisha and all the things Alina doesn't know. Yeah, like the material key, core clock. Yeah, and that also, I think Alina was grappling with the disparity there because the Grisha get to have these special, basically, bulletproof vests. But it's not issued to everybody in the First Army. It's only for Grisha. So she was also struggling with this divide between what the Grishas have and what the rest of them don't have access to.
0: Yeah, in my my notes, I said, like, super kayangan and (laughs) rakyat. (laughs) The differences right like what why have they kept this technology to themselves Um, and she asks do you all wear this stuff and they say when we're in the field but then again knowing what we know and what we have seen of how the people treat the Grisha there's probably an amount of distrust in there as well and they don't want this material, yeah. right? So Ibrisha's like, oh, well, you're going to be salty about it and I won't give you my cool my cool stuff.
1: <laughs> you don't get these cool things because yeah. you insulted me. Because you call me a witch, so I won't give you my magic. And then the next part is when the fjordans start attacking the carriage. Yes.
0: They get yeah. set upon by brigands. Yeah. But so violent.
1: Yeah, and I guess it has to be, like, because, as I mentioned, these are the witch hunters, so the Fjordans want to kill all witches, like, all Grisha, basically. And the first time we see them, the passage is like, the coach door flew open, and a man with a wild, yellow-bearded face appeared. And that's the description of the Fyrdens, like, they're basically, like, pale, yellow-haired, kind of, like, big vikingish nordic looking people i guess
0: that's basically (laughs) how i imagine them i guess they're the vikings of this world
1: yeah Yeah. and then trying to run away from the fyrdens there's a lot of screaming so a
0: lot of... Before before we even see the Theodans, they get stopped. And they were already, mm-hmm. like Ivan already said it in the beginning, right? Like, we're going to go straight to Os Alta. Yeah. If we stop, then we know something's wrong. Mm. Oz I'm paraphrasing, obviously. So they they stop as they're talking about amplifiers and all that stuff. And then suddenly a soldier opens the door. And then as he's telling them there's a fallen tree, he never finishes his sentence because he's shot. A bullet mm. in his back. And suddenly they hear the sound of rifle fire and bullets hitting the coach. So that's how this, this interaction with the Ferdins begin. It's terrifying. You imagine you're in Alina's perspective. You're in the carriage. Yeah, You're already scared. And then suddenly this is happening. So then they yeah. attack the coach. The two Grisha go out. And then this wild yellow-bearded face appeared. And then he's grabbing her and roughly pulling her from the coach and she's like slashing with his with her knife and fighting and r- trying to run from them that like escalated really
1: quickly <laughs> yeah and then it's like and of course startling comes to save the day and just in just in time when the bearden says i'll got you right here which he snarled in a heavy bearden accent i don't know how to do a bearden accent but i don't yes. know either you can try <laughs> What and is, then what does like a Viking accent sound like? All the shows no. just make them British. Uh, that's your right, your bitch. No. I don't, I don't think don't that's, that's it. I don't think that's Nordic or Viking. That's European. No. Yeah, I have no idea. And then as he says that at that moment, Alina hears the pounding of hooves and it's the darkling. The lead rider was dressed in black.
0: And he wastes no time he gets off the horse he does his hand clap thing and then this is really creepy like so far we've seen the hand clap and the whole room goes dark Mm. but now we see him like do a targeted darkness thing hand Mm. claps and then tendrils of darkness snake through the glen and slither up the bodies of the feared and assassins and cover their faces in shadow. And they're like screaming, they're dropping their swords, they're waving their swords blindly. And it's it's freaking, it's horrifying, actually, when you think about them suddenly just losing their sight that way. And then the yeah. the bearded man who has Alina is on top of her and he's got a knife out and he's like,
1: Nay, I don't need to say to put my knife through her heart. <laughs> No, wait, that is Russian though. Like that is Ravka. Oh
0: my god, now it comes up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We've got a, our accents all wrong. We gotta practice. Whatever, man. Yeah, I need to go listen to some videos. <laughs> but the darkling's cool as always. And then the darkling tries to negotiate and he's like, give her to me and I'll let you scurry back to your king. But the Fjordan's like, no, no, no. The Darkling doesn't spare lives, so. The Darkling has a reputation already. Mm -hmm. He doesn't spare lives. And he knows that if he gives Alina up, it's not like he's going to survive it anyway. Yeah. So he's like all in. He just wants to kill Alina. He doesn't care if he gets killed doing it. Yeah. He's like,
0: he will not have you. He crooned softly. Oh, wait. Okay. He will not have you. (laughs) (laughs) He <laughs> crooned softly. He will not have the witch. He will not have this power, to He raised his knife higher and yelled, scared Fierda! Yeah. Skirden <laughs> <him forever>! Okay. Fanatic. <laughs> Absolutely. Witch hunting. And then he plunges his knife down. She squeezes her eyes shut. And then she glimpses the darkling, his arm slashing through the air. And then nothing. And then.
1: Oh my god, can you go into this? It's just like... Uh, okay. The man on top of me had been cut in two. His head, his yeah. right shoulder, and his arm lay on the forest floor, his white hand still clasping the knife. The rest of him swayed for a moment above me, a dark wisp of smoke fading in the air beside the wound that ran the length of his severed torso. Then what remained of him fell forward. Mm. Oh, like... Half of his mutilated body fell on top of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, and then she I mean, that's found... the stuff of nightmares. It is. so.
0: It is yeah. very scary. It is very violent. A violent murder that Darkling yes. did with his magic. Mm-hmm. And she's terrified. She screams, uh, understandably. But then he yeah. hurries up the hill. He kneels beside her, blocking her view of the corpse. He's like, look at me. Look at me. He instructs it. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> but she's
1: still shaken. Obviously, she's
0: like, yeah. What she's, did you do to him? She's clearly not a Darkling fangirl like I am. So she's like, well, what's happening? What did you do?"
1: <laughs> yeah, like what? What happened? First, he was a whole body, and then he was slashed in half.
0: He's like, "What I had to do." And then she stands up. He helps her to her feet. When her gaze slides back to the corpse, he took hold of her chin, drew her eyes back to his, and said, "At me," he commanded.
1: Oh, my god! <laughs> if it was you, you would be like, "Yeah, okay." It's like <laughs> I've forgotten what, yeah. what happened? He'll be like,
0: he'll be the one who's like trying to look away, trying to order the Grisha to do his stuff, and I'll be like, "No, no, look at me, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Like seriously, five. Five sentences later, and I've already forgotten the violet crime. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, just, it just just happened. You're like, uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible.
0: (laughs) I seriously question
1: myself at this point. (laughs) And then they have to ride out. And then he says, Near the road, I need 20 riders. And Ivan says, The girl, you want to do it?
0: Rides with me. Says the (laughs) dark (laughs) lady.
1: (laughs) right with me oh Oh, yeah oh boy
0: oh boy I'm all hot and bothered now (laughs)
1: this is literally like just the next page you can still see the body on the other page yeah it's just behind like that (laughs) half body is still (laughs) behind (laughs) us oh dear this is when it begins I guess me. Yeah, this is this is when the whiplash starts happening. And then the one where I thought like so yeah, so we we can still like if you imagine you're Alina, the body is still behind, you can still see it if you just turn your head. And she says, like, because the darkling said something about decoy, like it's we'll take the southern trails, it's what we should have done in the first place. And Alina says, So you do make mistakes. And he, pauses. he says, oh, yeah. he pauses, Of course I make mistakes. His mouth curved into a half smile just not happening and it's like hello <laughs> like okay with flash like now yeah. you're like trying to humanize and he's like got this like subtle humor thing going on I know. So. it's like he just and I guess when you
0: pointed out to me because <laughs> i cause I'd forgotten all about the murder already at this point I'm like yeah whatever here um,
1: Yeah.
0: and you're like Nabiya he violently killed a man and I'm like oh yeah oh yeah that happened did he? really? (laughs) he did what he had to do it makes you think right like the Darkling's I guess conscience maybe he's like yeah he did what he had to do he's Uh clearly got a reputation for violence for taking no prisoners and it's not even an issue to him anymore whereas to Alina the human life being taken is still such a big deal even if this person was just about to stab her and kill her. Yeah. And that also shows, I guess, to you what the Darkling is like. Mm-hmm. And yes, well, here I'm fangirling like crazy because he's hot AF. Um, <laughs> at the same time, is he a good
1: guy? And Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess he's a war veteran, right? Like, yeah. at this point of time, and we of course know... What we know about the Darkling, but even if you don't know what we know about the Darkling, he has been in this war for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I guess he, there is some desensitization to it. Like he's, it's what he has to do. Like to him, it's what he has to do to protect his people, his army. But the the
0: fact that he can go from murder and flip around and immediately be like half smiles and flirting,
1: yeah. I guess
0: also tells you something, right? Like, yeah, he really just doesn't care anymore. Like,
1: yeah, it's like it does. It's not a big deal to him. I did what I but, had to do. Yeah, I, ha- I, I have this power. I can cut people down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and he repeats it as well. He's like, I did what I had to do, Alina. He's just like not making any excuses. Yeah. He's not gonna try and soften the blow.
1: Yeah. And then the next page, you see him sort of say this as well, um, because he says you're shaking, he said. And Alina says, I'm not used to people trying to kill me. And he goes, really? I hardly notice anymore. So he, mm. it just rolls off his back and he doesn't notice it anymore.
0: But then she turns, because, okay, at this point, she's already riding ahead of him or in front of him on the same saddle, on the same horse. Oh, mm-hmm. Hot. And then, <laughs> and then, so when he says that, she turns to look at him. The trace of a smile was still there, but I wasn't entirely sure he was kidding. And she's still trembling, mate. So she tries to match his tone of mm-hmm. taking it lightly, but she's still trembling and she's still very shaken by what she had seen.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and... then the darkling. The
1: darkling. Take me,
0: take me, darkling.
1: He's Yeah, there. and then, I mean before that, she did say like and I did just see a man get sliced in half. She kept her voice light, but she she's still thinking about it. And actually, as you, as you were talking about how you had forgotten what had happened, actually I had forgotten like before rereading this book, I had forgotten even about this thing that happened. Like, yeah, that the he murder. had cut. The murder like he had cut someone in half like only in the reread I was like oh this happened like I forgot I remember
0: cause... I remember the power I remember he has the power of the cut Yeah. but yeah. I guess I mean we read this book like 12 like 11 years ago now in 2012 yeah. so I just didn't realize that it happened so early on
1: mm-hmm. in the book like yeah. chapter
0: four yeah I thought it so, was something I mean... we saw later when things escalated <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like maybe like Bardugo's intent was for us to gloss over it because mm. I certainly did gloss over it. Like I, I had forgotten all about it, but only like, like oh, like this happened. It's, it's actually super creepy if you think about it. It's like very violent, very gory. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Very Damon Targaryen with the slicing somebody in half.
1: Okay. And then next, what happens next? Nabs. <laughs> I'll read it. Yes.
0: <laughs> so she's trembling, she's scared. And then the darkling switched his reins to one hand and pulled off one of his gloves. I stiffened as I felt him slide his bare palm under my hair and rest it on the nape of my neck. My surprise gave way to calm as that same sense of power and surety flooded through me. With one hand cupping my head, he kicked the horse into a canter. I closed my eyes and tried not to think. And soon, despite the movement of the horse, Despite the terrors of the day, I fell into a troubled sleep.
1: Ooh. The, whole, yeah, but, uh, the whole, like, bare and, hand oh, sliding God. up the nape of her neck, and it's like, and his one strong arm again, just holding the reins, and like, then one
0: kicking the horse into a canter. <laughs> they're in motion, yes. and they're pressed like, okay. up against each other on a horse and my senses go into overdrive
1: (laughs) was like my note was like okay holy hell praise the saints yeah i went (laughs) no wonder i
0: forgot about no wonder i forgot that the whole next chapter is like days long ride days long ride eh (laughs) (laughs) all right so then we go into chapter five in chapter five i have to do it this way the darkling rides so hard that alina can't walk straight (laughs) (laughs) her whole body is aching
1: her legs are shaky (laughs) that's it's all in there I'm just taking it out of context (laughs) it's just out of yeah out of context and like rearranging the order but it's there it's there the text is there
0: if you want to see what it actually says then please read the book and read along with us and then they take a bit of a rest Alina's obviously in pain from the hard pace that's been set by the Darkling she's not a good writer There's two big moments in this chapter where Alina and the Darkling interact and sort of get a bit further beyond the surface. There's one where they're talking at the riverbank and she's laughing or smiling at her own reflection. (laughs) And he's like, what are you smiling at? And she goes, Myself is that, are you that funny? I'm hilarious.
1: <laughs> Which to me was like, that's that's you and me, D. Exactly. <laughs> Alina is part of our gang. <laughs> it's like just the nerdy girls who laugh at ourselves. I know. <laughs> hey
0: Alina, come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> the darkling just looks at her. He's clearly not amused. And then she says, I'm not Grisha. And he says, the evidence suggests otherwise. what makes you so certain? She goes, Look at me. I'm looking. So- do I look like a Grisha to you? Because Grisha were beautiful. And Alina says, they don't have spotty skin and dull brown hair, scrawny arms. And then he just shakes his head. He's like, you don't understand at all. Alina says, are you going to explain it to me? And he goes, not right now. No, it's actually not really a big thing, but it gets revealed later as the book unfolds. But what is it that make the Grisha so beautiful?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they're already starting to put in here and Darkling's like, it's not that they're born beautiful or they know how to groom themselves or put on makeup and do their hair. It's something else and you just don't get it. And mm-hmm. then later when they rest in the uh, in a barn, they have their dinner, they have a small portion, they sit by the fire and then the Darkling and Alina make eye contact across the firelight and they have a moment. Darkling reveals that he is 120 years old. And really, this is a whole big reveal of the Darkling, you know, the things yeah. that he says about himself, but also reading between the lines, right? He's very lonely. And also that the Grisha, because Alena, Alena asks, I keep saying Alena. <laughs> Shout out to Alena, our friend. Oh, Alena, come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so Alina asks him about why why and how he gets all the Grisha to come to him and he's like, No, I don't I don't have to ask them to come, they come to me because the Fjordans and the Shuhan don't treat their Grisha as well as Rafka does.
1: Mm.
0: Um, the Fjordans burn Grisha as witches, the Kirch sell them as slaves, and the Shuhan carve them up seeking the source of their power, which is pretty freaking scary it's like yeah, yeah there's the only safe place is here in ravka and it sounds like it's only safe because of the darkling mm, yeah like, because of his standing in the kingdom
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the king of ravka he's managed to create a safe space for grisha yeah.
1: so yeah there's a there's a couple of big reveals here so like for example he was talking about how grisha magic works so this is the first chapter where we kind of have an inkling how it works so the darkling was explaining his analogies like a fire so he says when a fire burns it uses up the wood it devours it leaving only ash grisha power doesn't work that way using our power makes us stronger it feeds us instead of consuming us most grisha live long lives but not as long as 120 years old and not as hot at 120 years old either
0: yeah but he's yeah. like how long they live is also in
1: proportional
0: proportion. to his or
1: her power
0: and yeah. yeah, darkling is so powerful
1: yeah he's like i'm 120 and i'm still in my prime i know he's 120 <laughs> but he probably looks like he's 25 yeah i think so like early 20s yeah mid 20s yeah <laughs>
0: It's like, they say you're the strongest Darkling in generations because I didn't ask you for flattery.
1: Yeah. <sighs> and and then the Darkling also reveals about the Black heretic and the Black heretic was his great, great, great grand father who created the shadow fold so i guess we the reader thinks he has some guilt over it as well
0: yeah that like he's doing reparations now
1: yeah yeah reparations yeah so he has a bigger motivation to get rid of the shadow fold
0: implies i guess that maybe this darkling and the darklings before him have probably all been trying for generations mm, yeah. so, to get rid of the shadow fold and then they have a small fight, right? Again, about the cut because Alina, unlike me, (laughs) won't won't let him off the hook. (laughs) She's, She's still upset about it. So he tells her it's called the cut. It requires great power great focus it's something very few Grisha can do so it's not just a darkling power it's a Grisha power mm. and he glances at her back to the, and then back to the fire and then asks if I had cut him down with a sword would that make it any better and then she has this that's internal. a good question
1: it, yeah actually like when you read that did you also question yourself and were you like thinking Yeah, would it have been better if it was a sword?
0: I mean, at the end of the day, is the issue the murder or the method? Like, what is causing the discomfort, right? Yeah. Is it because he is a living weapon? But then again, it's scary regardless, right? If if someone can kill so violently with or without a power, they can do it with a sword as well. Just because somebody isn't a Grisha doesn't mean they don't have the means to also do violent crime.
1: But it is war and there are loads of casualty yeah war right so yeah it's it's interesting i i was also like thinking about it (laughs) i i don't know the answer i don't think i think maybe because alina is untried in war as well like she's never been in the field yeah the closest would have been Entering the fold, I think, for her. Like I think the, yeah. f- her
0: first instance of combat was stabbing uh, Volcra in the wing. Yeah, And she herself answers, I don't know. The Darkling clearly doesn't like the answer and then just walks away from it. So they leave it at that. They sort of have this weird silence between them when neither of them really know what to make of each other. And then they arrive at the famous double walls of Os Alta, so we get yeah. scenes of them entering the city, which is just like any other sort of big city with lots of people. She says, I felt a twinge of disappointment because <laughs> yeah. it it was called the dream city, but it just looked like a bigger, dirtier version of the market town at Karamzin. To me, yeah. it's just like any city that we know, like big cities, even uh, KL, uh, go to London, it's the same, right? There's just a grittiness uh, to cities that comes from the amount of people that live there. All that changes when they cross the bridge. It's like there's this difference between the commoner side of Os Alta and the nobility and royal side of Os Alta. And then they describe how it changes into the dream city. On the other side of the canal, everywhere you look, there's fountains and plazas, there's parks, there's broad boulevards lined with perfect rows of trees, and there's grand houses everywhere. I mean, that just Mm -hmm. creates such an image of like... disparity
1: right yeah yeah it's like squalor
0: and slums and then going into the rich part of the city where
1: yeah
0: everything's neat and orderly and clean yeah there's another gate that holds the grand palace uh, away from the city and then they go in and they describe (laughs) an extremely elaborate facade
1: Hmm. It's like gold everywhere. It's like tacky it, as hell. Yeah, it's it's just like gold, blingy. Even the gravel was glittering, like glittering gravel. What is that? What did they put in it? There's like gardens, there's marble terraces, marble terraces. golden fountains, yeah. golden and, domes. And domes. everywhere the double eagle emblem.
0: And then <laughs> darkling us. So what do you think of it? It's very grand, I say carefully. <laughs> and then he looks at her and says, I think it's the ugliest building
1: I've ever seen. I know it's like Regina George. <laughs> Is that it's you? I think ugliest skirt. <laughs>
0: exactly. And then they go beyond the Grand Palace, um, with that first view of this giant tacky golden facade behind the palace deeper into the grounds passing a hedge maze a rolling lawn a vast greenhouse and then they enter a thick stand of trees and then she says it felt like crossing the boundary between two worlds and then they hmm. see the little palace yeah. it It's not little. It's still a huge place. And the description was it rose from the trees surrounding it, like something carved from an enchanted forest.
1: Very fairy tale, very enchanted kind of. Well, and also like cottage core.
0: Yeah, the wood, right? (laughs)
1: That's how it's like cottage core. uh, Yeah, cottage Cottage core
0: core on like (laughs) super turned up dial.
1: Yeah, like glam. I don't know. Like fairy tale cottage core.
0: As she gets into the little palace, she sees that there had been a mother of pearl inlaid into the carvings, which is mm-hmm. gorgeous. I love.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I've been like coveting those bone inlays of furniture and yeah, it looks so gorgeous, but they're beautiful. so expensive.
1: Exactly. Like the, the Puranakan ones, right? Oh my beautiful. gosh. <laughs> yeah. One day, yeah.
0: one day okay. my goal is to own a dresser that looks like... <laughs> Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon, go find me. Find my phone <laughs> inlay dresser. <laughs> so that's that's us going to the little palace. The way the little palace is hidden behind the Grand Palace to me suggests that the real power here is the darkling in this kingdom. Mm. But it okay. is deeper into the kingdom, right? So you, yeah. you keep peeling back the layers of Os Alta of Rafka. You Mm -hmm. get into the first famous double walls of Os Alta. You get past the canal, the moat, to the rich side of the city, and then you Mm -hmm. get past the extra double eagle walls of the palace. And then even then, you go deeper into the little palace, which just tells it's like the
1: most protected, right? Yeah,
0: it's the heart of Rafka. Like it almost feels like the king only serves by the grace of the (laughs) Darkling,
1: because he allows
0: him to be there and allows him to continue thinking that he's the one who's in charge.
1: Mm. And then we enter chapter 6. So this in this chapter, this is the mandatory YA glow-up time. You know, it's like when makeover. Mean Girls, you know, with Mean Girls, it's like Katie transforms into the plastics, Mia from Princess Diary has her makeover, and Alina has Genya, the tailor. Here we also get glimpses of the power hierarchy in play here, um both within the nobility in the court and also within the Grisha as well. And we also kind of have hints about how gross the king is and how disdained Kenya is amongst the Grisha as well. Mm.
0: It's actually a very short chapter. Again, mm. another one of those because I mean, it's not short in terms of number of pages, number of words, but rather in terms of events compared to the previous two chapters which which was so dense and so packed with action. This one is just in her room in the Mm -hmm. little palace. She meets Genya, who is, she is, she's a tailor. A tailor, yeah. But basically like a healer, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, she is a healer, but instead of like the big healing stuff, she does the finer things, yeah. like smoothing out a wrinkle, minimizing your pores, you know, giving you those perfect laminated eyebrows. Oh my God, send me
0: again yeah please. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remove the
0: shadows under my eyes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And this is the first time Alina meets a tailor and also Kenya is mentioned to be like one of a kind as well right yes is it is it in this chapter i think so she
0: yeah. is um she's the first time that alina sees a grisha wearing a white kefta or cream colored mm-hmm. kefta this gets explained later but basically it shows her status because mm-hmm. the livery of the palace servants are cream-colored or white. So Mm -hmm. it marks Genya's status as a servant. She had been gifted to the queen when her power became apparent and Uh gifted to the queen by the Darkling. So this is where I, you know, as much as I love the hotness of bed arms, (laughs) this is where it's, it's all these things starting to creep up and question him as a person is like how does a person yeah, who yeah. is supposed to protect the Grisha who says that he stands up for Grisha rights blah blah blah
1: is yeah.
0: is giving a Grisha to the a queen pers-
1: yeah a person to another yeah. person right like like she's property yeah yeah it's like so that that was kind of like problematic right
0: super problematic
1: okay what is happening this is also where we kind of learn like the king loves mm. beauty so it's like the pageantry of it so she has to appear more beautiful because the king loves beauty and would be more open to her being a sun summoner and saving yeah rafka if she was beautiful like she has to look the part to do it which is kind of like, which is kind of like Hunger Games and Katniss, right? Like she had to glow up, like because to, these people wouldn't,
0: yeah, yeah like these people yeah. wouldn't be able to see you as a person and yeah. humanize you if you weren't also beautiful. Which is terrible and superficial, but it tells you something about the people of this city, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And Genya also says to her after she'd done the glow up. For Alina, she's like, besides, you don't want to attract too much attention from the king. Mm. Her
1: mm-hmm. voice
0: was light, but I saw a shadow pass over her features. And that's it. That's They don't yeah. go deeper into that, but it already tells you.
1: yeah, like Something's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's ha- Like something's not right, right?
0: Like, the king clearly has been putting his unwanted attentions on Genya. Mm-hmm. And who knows? how many other women in the palace mm. so then yeah like you said so first they give her a makeover fix her hair fix her face makes yep. her pretty um the power is pretty cool like genya picks up a flower of a certain shade and then mm-hmm. holds it to alina's face and then it bleeds into her like a blusher I and mean,
1: that's so cool right it's such like, a cool power who's gonna who's gonna get onto that? <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. Take I'm, my money. <laughs> yeah, please. And also then she
0: gives um she gives Alina a new uniform which has mm-hmm. it's just a clean version of her army uniform with a cartographer patch, blah blah blah. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I thought that she would be given Grisha robes.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Genya says the king expects to see a humble girl plucked from the ranks of his army, an undiscovered treasure if you appear in a kefta he'll think the darkling's been hiding me and then alina says why would the darkling hide me grant genya shrugged for leverage for profit who knows but the king is well you'll see what the king is and that's enough setup for us to see the power dynamic between the darkling and the king and also gives us a bit of insight into the type of character that this king is going to be
1: he sounds like Right now, like he sounds like an insecure person, right? Just wave, Mm -hmm. like hiding behind his power and like kind of throwing, trusting his power about. Yeah. Just because he has it.
0: Yes. Like Joffrey. Yeah. And then so they go to the hall of the little palace where all the Grisha are gathered because they're all going to go to the great palace.
1: Mm. And
0: they meet a few Grisha and the Grisha start sort of arguing over who she's going to sit with. It's very reminiscent of High <laughs> Harry Potter when Harry yeah. is about to get sorted and all the houses are yeah. like, he's
1: going to be a Gryffindor. No, he's going to be a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all fighting for her because, you know, now she's the Sun Summoner and she's, you know, what everybody wants. Yeah. It's hot right now. This
0: guy, Sergey is like, oh, uh, you'll be walking with us, the Corporal key. And a girl in the blue kefta comes over and says, she's, like, she's a summoner, Sergey. She walks with us. But then Sergey says, you can't be suggesting she enter the hall as a lower order Grisha. It tells mm-hmm. you that okay, so there's a, an order to how they see themselves. The yeah. corporal key at the top, probably summoner in the middle and then the, the material key, which are the order of fabricators below. Sure. And then there's the the genyas, the servants, and mm-hmm. everybody else below them. So yeah. they're arguing over her and then and then Marie goes, Excuse you. Do- <laughs> Did I remind you that the Darkling himself is a summoner? So you're ranking yourself with the Darkling now. It's this whole argument about rank and position. Yeah. And then suddenly a low voice comes and goes, She'll walk with me in the room. Go silent and that's where we end chapter six
1: this (laughs) darkling always with the one-liners
0: it's like he's just waiting around the corner yeah exactly (laughs) like
1: (laughs) my time (laughs) it's like okay hi where did you come
0: from i've been saving that line up (laughs) (laughs) so in chapter seven they go to see the king they put on a display of her power which is just a repeat of the darkness and light show
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark and large show. yeah, like she only has one thing like one show <laughs> so right like, now already right? she does one really, trick pony and even then
0: it's not even her trick it's the darklings trick he touches her exactly. and then she lights yeah. up yeah. <laughs> the king is overjoyed he's like clapping mm-hmm. his hands calls her a miracle and then we meet this figure Who's next to the priest It's kind of creepy, it's very Jafar-esque from Aladdin. I like
1: Rasputin.
0: Rasputin is probably a better parallel.
1: <laughs> yeah, we meet this dude, this creepy dude, the apparat, mm. and he smells like a grave. Why? Like yeah. I don't know. Why like is it will do incense, like yeah. a tomb. Yeah, like Ew. a tomb, like a grave. Like just go and roll around in the you know, flowers or something. Yeah, Get
0: some vitamin D. And, and he comes over after the show and he's just very creepy. He's like staring at her and just goes, a miracle indeed. It's really creepy. And now that you've said Rasputin, that's Rasputin from the animated movie, Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He was the creepiest like villain, like that Rasputin in Anastasia.
0: Yeah. As this is happening, everyone's celebrating. The queen asks to meet Alina. She tells the queen that she is from Duke Karamsov's household and they all exclaim in wonder.
1: Yeah, and then and then here she says like, an orphan, exclaimed the queen, sounding delighted. How marvelous! <laughs> and it's like, the heck? It's like, so weird. Yeah. And Alina finds it weird too. She's like, I wasn't sure that I would describe my parents being dead as marvelous. But at a loss, she just says, thank you, Moya Saritza. Romanticizing.
0: Orphanhood,
1: mm. right? They, and peasant life. Antis- and peasant life. It's
0: so weird. It's, it's it's weird fetishization of peasant life of commoner life when they're living in this grand, tacky ass golden palace. Yeah. And pretending as if they care <laughs> about yeah. their people when clearly not. Just like a few hundred meters away from their palace outside of the no- noble area it's already like slums right
1: exactly it's like ramshackle and run down
0: yeah and then she says the queen says um this is this almost seems so very strange to you. take care that life at court does not corrupt you the way it has others and then she it's at it, Kenya Hmm. it's it's just very weird the dynamics of the yeah. characters yeah, like,
1: Kenya's gifted to the queen, but the queen doesn't even seem to like her.
0: Yeah, she and just uses her for her powers.
1: Yeah, and then there's something, obviously, happening between Kenya and the king. And Genya doesn't want it. It's, like, unwanted attention, as you mm-hmm. pointed out. But, yeah, so it's, I feel sorry for Genya. <laughs> I
0: know, she's, like, not... Welcome in the palace where she's been gifted. She's not welcome in the little palace because they look down on her as a servant. Yeah. Um, so she's really she doesn't really belong anywhere. After meeting the queen, Genya and Alina meet up with the Darkling again. The Darkling asks Genya to take Alina back to her rooms to let her rest and get her fitted for her kefta. Mm-hmm. As they're walking away, Genya, the Darkling, called after her. The kefta will be black. <laughs> And you do a to and your clutches
1: her <laughs> pearls yes. another person permitted to wear black oh my what is honor yeah what does this
0: mean Alina is like no no she rejects it because she doesn't want to stand out yeah. and the Darkling's like are you so eager to be like everybody else she doesn't want to be more conspicuous than she already is so she asks to be blue and mm-hmm the summoner group that she is and he allows it he capitulates It's like as you wish your kefta would be blue and Genya's just like horrified for like two pages afterwards (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's like you rejected
0: him (laughs) what the heck what's wrong with you it would (laughs) have been a mark of your standing of the Darkly esteemed he places you high above all others yeah
1: yeah but okay fine
0: Alina's got a more steady head on her shoulders not like me I would have been like yes I shall be your bride <laughs> we shall wear black together so glamorous <laughs> and then they go back to her rooms alina asks Genya to have dinner with her Genya is hesitant says, Are you sure you don't want to go eat with the other grisha i have a very low standing in this palace this is obviously the start of a very beautiful friendship between mm. two people who stand outside yeah. but inside the grisha life mm. they're both outsiders
1: they're like on the fringes yeah like they're kind of outcast yeah. by the Grisha but yeah
0: they're both one of a kind yeah son summoner and a tailor and they
1: sit together and they
0: become friends so Alina finally feels I guess at this point that there's somebody here who is a friend I mean that's nice that's nice for Alina
1: and then they eat like Peasant fare, I guess, like food we'd eaten on feast days at Karamazin. So there's still this sort of romanticizing of peasant life, but done better.
0: Because Alina, I guess, expected something else, right? She's like, oh, I wonder how the people here eat. But it's actually just the same as how we eat at home. But obviously with more quality ingredients.
1: And then Kenya says, the next day, tomorrow, you meet Bagra. Mm. That's the first time we heard of this Bagra.
0: (laughs) Bagra? (laughs) And (laughs) Kenya grins wickedly. Oh, yes. She's an absolute treat. (laughs) So setting us up for what's to come. We don't know anything. She just leaves the room. Alina then changes. She gets into bed. And then the chapter ends on her thinking about Mal and having an imaginary conversation with him, and she cries herself to sleep about yeah. everything that has happened to remove her from her familiar
1: life and
0: the space in the world that she used to inhabit.
1: And that's where we end this episode. Like all the chapters, we're gonna read this episode, right? Yeah,
0: the first set of chapters that we had really into the fold of the first episode was the opening. Who is Alina? What is the fold? What is Rafka? Mm and then the first uncovering of her power and then this set of episodes really is that displacement of taking alina from the familiarity
1: journey to Oz alta and
0: she hasn't really seen anything outside of her room yet right except for that one scene at the at at the king's court all we've seen Mm -hmm. so far has been her interactions with the darkling in genya but then yeah The next set of chapters that we go into is really... So we had the classic glow-up scene. And the next one is the training montage. Yeah, training montage. (laughs) So that's where she starts getting in touch with her powers, learning how to control it. We're really getting into it now. It's chapter... End of chapter 7, we're about a third of the way through the book and
1: this is when the action begins. Well, it's not like there hasn't been action already, but... That's like, that's the meat of it is, right? Like yeah, the This is up. when she finally learns how to use her powers, hopefully. Yeah. It's only been really a little
0: under a week since the book began. Now she's in the palace on yeah. light shows. But this whole time, the past... Seven chapters has really just been go, go, go. And Alina and us haven't really had the opportunity to really sit down and reflect what this means, what her life is going to be like. Mm. It's all still foreign. She's still in discovery mode. So then we'll see the next few chapters when she starts settling in that one place.
1: Yeah. So that was it for this episode. Thanks for listening and sticking with us this far. Yeah, we, w- we would like to thank everybody who's been listening. Uh, You guys just... Listening to us rambling, um, stick with us. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We are on Instagram at tickledinkpod. Come slide into our DMs with comments or questions or maybe to volunteer to be a guest on one of our future episodes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please do follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and share with your friends who are similarly into fantasy YA novels, the Grishaverse, or hot fictional characters. Thank
0: you and meet us us in in the the meadow. meadow.